You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The Mentor with Mark Burris. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Mentor. We're doing things differently today. We're talking to a special guest who is looking to start up a business in a specific field but wants some advice walking through all those steps along the way. His name is Alex McKinnon. Alex is a former rugby league player whose career ended in 2014 when he was left a quadriplegic after a dangerous tackle went wrong. Alex is a remarkable young man who has a great dream, that's right, a great dream working with companies to help build leadership and teamwork skills. Today we're going to go right through the whole process of setting up a business and how to turn your passions and talents into that business. He's a fascinating guy, so let's get into it. Alice McKinnon and Tegan Power, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Now what I actually had a little pre-discussion with uh, Alex and Tegan before we started recording, and he actually said he's listened to all the bloody mentor. <laughs> yeah, I like him. Yeah, I find myself. He's just, just pissing in my pocket. No, no 100%. He sits in the media room and listens to that many podcasts. It's not even funny. It's actually annoying. <laughs> ah, yeah. Good. Well, well, that's a good sign, by the way. That's I'm, a good, to me. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with spending time by myself. I think a lot of people don't want to be around different people as much as I love teams and I love that um, that camaraderie. I'm happy to be by myself and happy to to nut things out and and kind of learn because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm Twenty when I when I got injured, I was 22 and um, I was obviously planning for the future, doing a bit of a business degree at uni, but um, I was no way in hell ready for what happened. And, so you did uh, a bit. You started a business degree. Yeah, at uni. which uni? It's at Newcastle Uni. Newcastle University. I started a Bachelor of um, Arts just at Wollongong, straight out of school, and um, did about a year of that, and then uh, transferred when I went to the from the Dragons to the Knights in, in Newcastle to Newcastle University and was doing business degree, yeah. Were you thinking, when you were doing the arts degree, were you thinking about becoming a teacher? Um, that was the, the, the gist of it, uh, and to be honest, it was probably the lowest point I could get into uni, so that was probably the only course that I could get into. Um, what are you saying about teachers? No, the arts degree. <laughs> Good call. And the arts degree was just the lowest um, entry point, so and I got a yeah low, lower mark, not a low but, low mark, but enough to get you an arts yeah, enough degree. Yeah, enough to get into uni, and um, it was good just to plod along because I really didn't know what I want to do. Well, because I mean, it's well, what we had to talk about, you know, Alex McKinnon's um, building his his business life, you know, beyond footy, and obviously you've had a trauma in between it, and that happens in lots of business people's lives. Mm. You know, people For get sure. broke, 
something happens, you know, something doesn't work with they, the way they thought it should go or the misfortune, et cetera. And everyone's always trying to rebuild their business career. I mean, yeah. I, I've done, I've done it, I've done it myself. I've done it myself in my own life. You know, yeah. uh, post wizard, I just try and work out what to do. It's not, and people might think I'm a greedy bastard, but it's not. I just needed something to do. Yeah. And I therefore I thought if, I, if I'm going to do something, I want to do something that's going to bring money in the place and yeah. um, and and you know proper rewards for your effort and for you know the skills and the and your thought process and your ability. Yeah. So what we're here to talk about is Alex McKinnon's post, uh, you know, footy career. What does he do? How does he pivot his life, business life? I mean, and what does it include? In terms of strains and um, assistance from his partner Tegan, who I understand they're going to get married in October, which is why I wanted her to sit in on this interview. I wasn't just going to interview Alex. I'd rather Tegan be sitting here next to him. I mean, most of it's going to be about Alex, but I think what's important is that I need to hear, and I think listeners need to hear how important it is to have support in your business life. Now, I've always supported my business life by having big business partners because I sort of run big businesses. Yeah. Your business, as I understand it, is what do you want to do? Tell me, as I understand it, so there's something about you telling a story and, you know, leadership. What is it you want to do with your life post-footy? So I, I worked at the Newcastle Knights doing recruitment, yep. um, working with kids from the age of 14 to the 20. And that was a great opportunity for myself to get out of the house. After my injury, I was kind of plodding around home doing nothing, not knowing what I wanted to do and um, obviously being limited to can't be a labourer, can't do this, can't do that. Um, and I thought, well, stuff it, I better get out and actually do something. Um, so I started doing recruitment with the Knights, loved the job, um, got to, did that for about 18 months, got to January this year and I thought, um, football is not what I want to do. Uh, I want to get out of it. I want to step away from it. And that's what I did. I resigned from the club. I said, I'm not, I want to focus on myself, develop myself and, and I'm not going to sit here and take your money while I do it. So after talking to the CEO, I stepped away from that and I didn't have a great plan what I was going to do, but I just took control of the situation. I said I had to get out of there and um, and try and find my own way. And with that, I started working with a bit, bit of work with Nick Fordham, um, and I'll focus myself now on trying to work on my my presenting, um, develop a keynote speech around transition and change, and and seeking perspective, and just trying to find myself. Um, obviously going through what I went through, I wasn't ready for it and I just needed to find now what I want to do. How old are you now? Uh, 25. It's amazing. But I don't, but the thing thing is, Mark, I don't, with the speaking, it puts me in a lot of different areas. It puts me in corporates, it puts me in finance, it puts me in business, puts me in schools, it puts me around a lot of different people. So I actually don't know where I'm going. I don't actually know what I'm doing, but I'm with this story, I'm being able to help other people. And initially, it does help myself too, speaking and, and telling my story, but it puts me in front of a lot of, lot of different people and it opens a lot of doors. Um, and I, th- I think that, yeah, it allows me to be in front of different people. If, if I didn't present or if I didn't have a, a keynote speech or I wasn't able to present my story, then I would be sitting at home not doing a great deal or I'd be trying to figure out what I was going to do. And maybe I might find out what I was going to do, but... I feel this way it allows me to get in front of people and learn of people like yourself, learn of people like Nick Fordham, learn, learn of people like, um, yeah, you know what I mean, Wayne Bennett, and different people like that, and uh, and share my story, and hopefully they can share theirs too. Well, can I ask you? You know, you come across to me as uh, I didn't know you before, and I, you know, I don't really know you other than what I've seen you on, you know, the the, the, the various footy shows and Fox yeah. and no, and I've seen you interviewed and heard you, but you know, 
you know, you don't get to know someone by watching that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But my just my gut feeling, and maybe I should ask Stephen, but you, I reckon you've got a bit of feistiness in you. You're a redhead for a start. Um, you know, 190 centimetre redhead. Um, but it, it just it just got that. I got the feeling I got from you then is I don't want people. I don't want to sit around having people feel sorry for me and give me a job at the Knights yeah. recruiting for the SG Ball side of the Mats, Harold Mats. Um, I can do it, do a good job. Yeah, but I want to do something more. I'm going to go to you, Tegan. Is that am, am I, am I, that is that my assessment? He's not not a fuck you attitude, but like, you know, I'm going to get and do. I'm going to make something over this. Yeah, 100%. resilience definitely. Um, I think from even the first point I met Alex when he was playing football, he was, I guess, what attracted me to him was his determination and his motivation within himself to only ever do better. He was never just going to settle for. <clears throat> yep, I can be on the bench for NRL. I want to be playing first grade every single week on that field. And I think that drive still hasn't left him. So that kind of attitude of, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can and not feel sorry for myself is still in Alex. And since leaving the football world, I think he's been a lot more comfortable within himself. And that drive has definitely sparked back up again where he needs to push himself out of his comfort zone to find what he really wants to do. And I think that his presentations, especially in schools, um, since I'm a school teacher, I think the kids really relate to it and they get some gratification in their life because, you know, kids these days are handed a lot of things and when they see someone in a wheelchair come to school, they're like, oh, well, what can you actually do? And Alex comes in and tells them what he can do and what he's been through and I think, yeah, it just it helps motivate a lot other people as well. Just remember something, Alex, and she just, something she said that you've got to never forget – what attracted her to you was your determination. Like I remember That's when- very important, No, mate. I, 100%. I remember when I was laying in, in hospital, actually, I, was, I got to know this nurse and it was initially when it first happened. And this lady sat next down next to me and she was talking to me and she was talking about, um, obviously I was talking about Tegan to her and um, how our relationship would develop and how it would affect my, my injury affect the relationship. And, and this lady said to me, she goes, people don't want to be, um, they don't want, to be attracted to somebody, they want to be inspired and being, being able to inspire somebody and motivate somebody is more attractive than, than looks and feelings mm. and all that type of stuff. And it's just something that stuck with me that if I can be Alex, like I understand physically I'm not the same person, um, but I'm willing to give a good, good, good crack, um, to get back to where I was. And I am still Alex. I've still got that fight in me. I'm still the kid from Aberdeen that's, um, come from nothing to play first grade and go to a boarding school in Sydney and, and sacrifice a shitload. I have, and I still sacrifice a lot now. Um, but, um, I'm still determined to, to do whatever I want to do and I'm motivated to do that. And like I said, I don't know where that is yet, but I'm willing to put myself out there to find it. Have you made many speeches and done, into corporates? Corporates. I've probably done about <clears throat> five. Right. So you tell me, because I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you now about the business of yep. personality and brand, your brand. Um, what you don't want to have because it'll run dry. You might get a run for a year and a half. You don't want to be the story about Alex, who was a great footballer, had an injury, unfairness, and um, you know, like I'm now in a shit position. Yeah, I mean, that'll run for a bit. But it's got a short life. Okay. Yeah. You want to be? I don't a, want to talk about that ever. No. And, and one of the to me, one of, I mean, not not that I'm trying to build comparisons, but like if uh, you know, there are some great comparisons in the world today of people who are physically 
not as capable capable as they used to be. They could be in a wheelchair or whatever, similar to yourself, but who are great leaders in the world. So okay. you pick one person who would fit that category that inspires you today, that you would like to emulate. Is there anybody that you know? I think Kurt Fernley is somebody that, that I look to straight away. Um, Why? Explain who he is. Yeah, Kurt Fernley is a, um, a guy from Newcastle um, that I got to know a little bit before I got, um, had my injury. Um, does a lot of stuff around, um, he's a Paralympian, um, he's won, won many gold medals, set a lot of records. He's a leader um, around the NDIS program. Um, he's a he's a very inspiring type of person and to me um, it's not someone that I copy myself off but I've definitely see how he does things I've never seen him present but I see how um, his image is held around people and um, whether it's on social media or whether it's in the media or um, different shows that he goes on um, it's not someone that I copy myself off but I look at that and I go hey this guy's been dealt some shit cards but he's willing to make it work That well that's probably okay I, and Mate, I'm not going to be like everyone else who's just going to say yes to you and, you know, yeah. pat you on the back, okay? I, that's not my style. Yeah. And I don't think you want that, okay? No. I think that's a good thing. He's an inspiration, okay? Yeah. But I'm asking you, what's the business model? Do you know a business model out there in similar circumstances to yourself who you think has done well financially? Now, Kirk might might be inspirational. He's yeah. a good bloke. He's you know he's, you like his virtues. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But is there a business? Is there someone out there as a businessman? Even if it's um something that's it can even be like something out of a movie or something. Like, is there somebody? I, I remember many years ago that you you to be young and didn't know this, but there was a TV show called Ironside, and there was a guy in the wheelchair who was a barrister. Yeah. And um and it was Burl Ives, I think his name was the actor and. Obviously, it was acting, but it doesn't matter for what he did in a courtroom in a TV series, in a TV series, you actually forgot that he was in a wheelchair. Like the moment he wheeled himself into the court, you're in awe Hmm. and you watched every second of it. Um, Is there a business model out there that you could think of? Because I think it's really important. Everybody, I don't care, you know, if you're playing footy. You're saying, okay, who's the footballer when you start off? Who's yeah. the guy I want to be? Bradley then, Clyde or someone like correct, that. Correct, Bradley Clyde. So then what you do, then you, you think of Bradley Clyde, but then you become, you, you shape yourself, but you start to become Alex McKinnon. Yeah, definitely. You but you have, have a start. Traits. Yeah. Now, what is the business model where you want to start? Like people come in and they want to be, uh, you know, Bill Gates or whatever, you know, sometimes with yeah. the techos, you know, that's, that's, but then they, they pivot and they change and they, they become themselves, but they have yeah. a, a thought process. Where, where are you thinking? And this is not about the story. This is about somebody who's done it. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't, I don't a hundred percent know. I, I look at people like Paul Ruse, the, the ex mm-hmm. um, the Swans coach, mm-hmm. and I see how he presents around teams and team building and leadership and, um, I don't want, and this is, I suppose, back to being me again. I, I don't just want to be a presenter. I don't just want to be a talker that tells my story. I actually want to, like I said before, I want to, through telling my story of what I've been through, um, and getting that platform, I want to kind of leverage off people that I meet in that area, yeah. and and whether that pushes me into the finance world or whether that's puts puts me in a different business world or whether that's a, a startup or whether that's a becoming. Um, jumping onto and investing in something. Um, I understand that I need to learn a lot of things like that. Um, but I'm, I suppose I'm kind of treading water a little bit trying to find out um, until, until I can kind of grab onto something. Um, 
It, it's, it's a hard one. Well, so like, okay, yourself. well, Paul Roo is a good example. Yeah. Um, in terms of where you might want to start. Yeah. I mean, Paul's a presenter and he gets paid a lot of dough per presentation. Yeah. So that, that, that cash flow, that's important. Yeah. And that'll, and then you're right, he meets people and someone might come in and say, listen, I'm wondering, Paul, if you would like to be interested in building a leadership platform, which is online where, you know, young people can pay a subscription every month and get on there and do listen to leadership talks by WebEx or WebNR or some sort of process, yep. some sort of digital platform process. Okay. Yep. I think that's sort of what you're saying to me. You're saying, oh, Mark, I want to build a business out of this. Yeah. And, but I don't want to be just walking around making presentations for the rest of my life. But if I do, it's not too bad. Yeah. And yeah. I, Is I, that I, what you're saying? I definitely want to see it as a side business. I still want to have that. I want to have my presentation down pat that I can sh- share my story and I can tell people where I'm at in my life. Um, I don't always want to be talking about my injury and that type mm. of stuff and the change and transition that I've gone through. Um, but I, I understand that transitioning out of sport is something which people struggle with. Um, and I feel like there's no, not meant- stop it. Small audience, mate. Yeah. Forget it. Fuck that. No, no, no. You're going to be broader than that. Alex. Yeah. Much broader. I mean, you, you, I mean, your story is, uh, okay. There's a, there's a very famous story. It's probably the most famous story in history. It goes back to 2000. It was written in 700 BC, right? Written by a guy called Homer. It was called the Odyssey and there's a guy called Odysseus. And the Odyssey, and we use the word Odyssey today to define a whole lot of things, but the, the, the Odyssey was about, and this is just a story, but it's, it's, it's survived 2,700 years. Mm. It's, it's a story about um, the, the things we have to put up with in terms of getting, in his case, he's trying to get back to his home to see his family, okay? But really the, the symbolism of, that's, that's the, the story, but the symbolism is I'm trying to get to a certain point, yeah. my own peace of mind, you know, what I want for peace of mind. And everybody goes for an odyssey. Not everybody has to put up with the sort of injuries that you're put yeah. up with. But the odyssey is all about uh, how um, Odysseus is, you know, confronted by storms and he's confronted by a cyclops and he's confronted by witches. You just can't believe the number of things he's confronted by. Mm. He loses all his riches. He gains them all back again. And then he gets tricked by everybody. They're not let down by others. And like just dreadful process. And yeah. that's, that's the story. It's not about what actually happened to you. Yeah. But the story of how Alex McKinnon is like how everybody has to put up with their odyssey. It's your odyssey. And that's what people want to know about. Not what happened to you. Yeah. That's okay. They want to know. But how did you get through it? Yeah. How did you feel? And, and, and how did you get back up? Yeah. And, and, and what are the lessons I can learn from what he's doing in order to get back up when I feel down yeah. for your audience? That's the story you need to tell. And then you want to be able to off the back of that, as you say, you might, all sorts of opportunities might arise, but that's, to me, that's a, maybe a four year plan. Yep. You know, Definitely. get someone like Fordham or whoever to book you into these, these talks, corporations, my business, for example, every yep. year, twice a year, we hold an annual function. I can just give you an example of your potential customers. Um, we hold a function, um, and we, we try to get someone in there. We, we get a number of speakers. It goes three days. Um, we get a number of speakers, and we try to get speakers from all sorts of areas. But the big thing that we want to get people, one of the things we always try to get someone is there, someone who can come in and talk about what happens when the markets, my market goes down. How do I, how do my branches, my people in my offices, how do they actually keep their mind strong and disciplined and positive, notwithstanding that they're eating a shit sandwich? Yep. And, those sort of speakers, you know, you pay 10 grand for them. Yeah. 
and and I can't. Every corporation that I know in this country holds a an annual conference, conference two or three yeah. days. Everybody, some hold them four or five times a year, but then and they might have twenty departments. So there's plenty of customers for you. Yeah, but you got to get your story right. Definitely. So, what do you think your story is? Like you said, I think I, it's not what's happened. It's not um, laying in a hospital bed, blah blah blah. It's um, the motivation to kind of see past all that shit and be focused on still wanting to make something of this world. And, um, it's yeah, it's hard to put. I, I, it's hard when you. That's the question. Spot. No, you, it's one hundred percent right. It's it's me challenging myself every time that. I come against a new challenge to get out of my comfort zone. And both comfort zones are pretty very um, subject, but um, but yeah, it's a hard one when you when you put me on the spot like that. Well, but that's that's the most important thing, mate. It is. It is. I understand. And you know that. what I want? Like you're going away. Maybe you don't want me to say this, but you, you guys are going away for a bit soon. Yeah. I wonder whether if you could come back when you wear it ready month, six yeah. weeks, whatever, and actually let's talk about your story. Yeah. I want you to think about it. Yeah. And I want you to write it down. Yeah. And maybe what you can do is you can email me and I'll mark it for you. Yeah. And I'll say, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. No one's interested in that, mate. Yeah. You don't want, or, or the people are going to be interested is not, not really the greatest market in the world for that, for money. Yeah. You don't want people walking around and saying, oh, poor Alex. Yeah, no, 100%. That's well, cause not... it might, well, apart from that, you just don't want, mate, they're not going to pay. Yeah. They'll, they'll just say poor Alex once and that's it. You know, yeah. like, you, you actually want them to take something away. They say, you know what, I went and it was not what I expected to hear from Alex McKinnon. Um, you know, I got this, this, and this out of it, three things. The most you, can ex- most you can expect anyone to take out of one of your speeches is three, two to three things. Yeah. But if they get that, instead of walking out all pumped up, which is great, but yeah. that's, that lasted like 50 seconds. It's a bit like, you, you remember when if you got, someone gave you an inspirational speech before a game? Yeah. You go, oh, wow. And Two then, minutes on the field. It's, correct. It's yeah, over. Yeah. What you're looking for is, uh, you know, what someone said to you. Take homes. Yeah. Oh, shit. He said to me, run at so-and-so and or make sure I don't run at so-and-so. Um, that he was right. Yeah. That's what you want to have in your speech. Now, I mean, I, I think the hirers of you, as opposed to your audience, the hirers, in other words, corporations, they would love to hear you talk about virtues. I'll give you a few tips here for virtues, the virtues of um, determination, um, all the normal virtues. I mean, if you Google the word virtues, you'll see it goes right back to Aristotle's time. They, they talk about, you know, the difference between, um, you know, courage and, uh, uh, um, what's the opposite of courage? Uh, you know, weakness, you know, like... And they talk about how there's there's a line and there's courage here and there's a weakness here, and um, and the virtue of courage doesn't sit in the middle and doesn't sit at the end. It's sort of somewhere, which is the mean of the the two ends. And you know, there's quite complex. There's a lot of quite complex discussion around what are the virtues in life. I'm not talking about religious virtues. I'm not talking about ethics. I'm talking about human nature virtues, our strengths and our weaknesses. So. Your 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 hirers mm. would love you to talk about um, strengths and weaknesses in in us yep. as individuals because they want you to talk to their staff about strengths and weaknesses and how we have strengths overcoming our weaknesses yep. the things we employ to do it and the importance of those virtues I think that's really important but I don't know if on the flip side if with your audience really is going to get that um, that they are going to listen to it everyone thinks they've got virtues everyone thinks they're strong yep. everyone thinks they're brave everyone thinks they've got courage. Um, 
what I think you need to give them to take away is um, um, the, the, the actual steps one takes to pivot from something they're not happy with into something they're more likely to be happy with. So half of people who have a job don't like the job. Yep. And I'm serious, they don't. And they're always thinking, I could get a better job. Yeah. Half the people I talk to say, I really wish I could get another job. I don't like my job. And that's, I suppose that's the position that I was placed in. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. Correct. Same deal. But I remember sitting there and a doctor says to me, how you present is how you present. It is what it is. Um, yeah, your scans might look good. Um, you might be, your injury mightn't be as bad as somebody else's. But um, it is what it is. How you sit here today is how you sit here today. You can't, yes, you can be focused on the future and, and, and wish for different things. But um, end of the day, how you present is how you present. That's the box of tools you got. Yeah. Work with it. 100%. So you can do. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, when you're playing footy, uh, you, you you probably would like to have been able to run 100 metres in 10 seconds, but you couldn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at 105 kilos. And that's, that's kilos. something which definitely you, you are faced with as a, as a professional footballer. You see a lot of different people with a lot of different tools. Mm. And you go, gee, I wish I could sidestep like Dane Gagai. I wish mm. I could do this like Darren Lockyer. That's not doing about Dane Gagai. I mean, he killed us in the origin last week. <laughs> that's right. He's on my best, mate. So I'll, I'll play. I you. was so pissed off when he scored so many. He, he played well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but but you're right. But sorry, different but, but you can't. But right. you, you can't look to them and go, "Gee, I wish I could do that." You yeah. need to look at what you can do, correct, and make that work for you. I, I think my situation is definitely um, one where a lot of people, um, there's a lot of people in my situation that would be dealt my cards and would be happy to sit at home. And that is just the fact of the thing. Um, I'm faced with every morning. It takes two hours to get up in the morning and, and trying to be focused on different things. But um, it's hard to beat people like you, you know, because yeah. you're like. Someone who's not in your position, um, they got. They would see themselves as I got something to lose. This bloke's got nothing to lose. He's always going to fucking beat me. He's going to do me. He's going to do me over. I'm just talking about your personality yeah. now. I can just see like you got bright eyes. <laughs> you know, you're you're bright in your speech. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have times that you get down, but everyone does. I do. Everyone does. Yeah. But you're. Got a sort of sassiness about you. It's probably your red hair, but like you got a, you got a, you got a sort of thing about you, like, like uh, don't fuck with me. Um, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that that's that's part of your story. You, you and I don't want you like you know don't be a typical rugby league guy. And they're not all this way. I mean, Wendell Saylor's not like this, but don't be um, sort of a shrinking violet. Like, oh, you know, I'm come from working class. I can't say too much. You know, I'm. You said to me earlier, I don't want people to think I'm leveraging off from them. That's fucking bullshit, mate. Yeah. Leverage. You know, I think Maddie John's upstairs. Maddie's, Maddie leverages all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, Joey's the same. All those guys, you know, they, Freddie, I mean, they, they leverage the, the hell out of everything. Yeah. And you've got to leverage too. That doesn't mean take advantage of things. Yeah. But take opportunities. And I can see that sort of, your don't, don't, don't be a, you've got to be a little bit more pushy. And push yourself around. I know you do in your wheelchair, yeah. but now you got to push yourself around. Literally push yourself around. P use people's like me because I want to help you. The thing is, people want to help you. I know. Yeah. And then, by the way, it's not because there's lots of people in wheelchairs. Yeah, it's not because Alex McKinnon is in the wheelchair. It's because Alex McKinnon. There's something about your personality that allows you allows people to want to help you. Yeah. You know why does Nick Fordham want to help you? There's a hundred people Nick Fordham could help. Yep. Like why? why? I mean, you, there's something in your personality. I don't know what the hell it is. 
it's you, it's sort of a, a boyishness or brightness about you. I mean, I, I guess Tegan knows all these things. There's something why she loves you to death, you know. Uh, you know, there's there's something going on. They don't answer it, Tegan. <laughs> it's funny. I'd, yeah, She's I'd, smiling and beaming as I say these things, but maybe that's what it is. There's something about you that people like. Yeah. I, Leverage I, that. Yeah, I think my, I, I'm not going to say yes to what you just no, said. Mate, but, mate, no, 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 no. But for myself, I, I'd say. Think about it. I'm somebody that doesn't, isn't motivated to help myself. I'm, I'm, I'm very much about others. I feel like, and this mightn't be the right thing to say, but I feel like if I can put myself in a good position, I can be successful in whatever I do, earn a lot of money, um, be able to, um, get my thoughts across to help other people, that I'll be able to help other people. And I understand that, um, I'm not talking about help, helping the world. I'm about help. I'm about helping my close friends. Yeah. And whether it's Dane Gagai, whether it's one of my mates or whether it's someone like that, that I still have those traits in me that I'm all about a team and my team is very close now and it's very a lot, lot smaller than it used to be, but I'm motivated now to make the best life for myself, for Tegan, for my family and I want to provide for that and I want to provide for my mates and my friends and, and people that I really do care for and love and um, that's what motivates me. Okay, so you're motivated. I think you've got the ability. My, my gut feeling is you, you're smart and you understand this sort of stuff. You've got to skill yourself up now. That's the 100%. thing. You've got to skill up, okay? Um, now, in order to skill up, you've got to work out your story. Yeah. And to work out your story, it's about your brand. And the brand and the story sort of go together. And in terms of working out your brand, your story, you've got to work out what, what, who your audiences are and what the message is about yourself that that audience wants to hear, yep. then that becomes your story. These things all combine together. My feeling is, is that you might, you know, it's funny you went to university to do arts and arts sometimes leads you to become a teacher. My feeling is all the events that have occurred in your life makes you end up making you become a teacher. Yeah. My feeling is you're, you've got something to teach people. That's my feeling. And maybe what you're here for or what your destiny is to do is become a, a teacher in a broader sense. Not perhaps like Tegan's teaching a, a curriculum. Yeah. But like I mean teaching people what they need to know about themselves in order how to pivot, how to fight back, how to change their life, how to, you know, like, you know, some events occurred that hasn't happened, doesn't go well for the business, but how to get back on top. But more importantly, how to think about it, put, apply some intellect to it to do it properly. That's my gut feeling. Is that's sort of who your that's sort of your story. Starts off. Alex McKinnon is a teacher. Yep. What do you think about that? No, I, I understand that. Um, I've, I've been researching and doing a lot of um, reading around organisational behaviour and uh, business psychology and different things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it is something which you do need. At the end of the day, you need to school yourself up. You need to you need to know your shit. You need to know what you're talking about. Have you thought about doing going back to uni? Yeah, I, to be honest, Mark, I did go back to uni after I. That was probably the first step I made after I um, was trying to transition back into the working force and that type of stuff. I went to Newcastle Uni um, post accident. Post accident, and the novelty of it just wore off, mate. It's a, it, what did you do? Uh, we went went back and did um, teaching actually, and. It just a campus wasn't accessible. 
and it's hard. I don't want to shit can the place, but end of the day, is mate, it's it's just hard to get around. Um, what about universities online? Yeah, that's that's why I just started doing a TAFE course, which was advanced diploma in leadership and management, which I'm enjoying um, part of the way through it. But, I don't want to. I reckon you're better than that, mate. Yeah. My gut feeling, again, is that I think people will my, my just my, people would respond to you better if part of your skilling up process, and you can do this while you're out talking, is that you were doing a, a you know a psych degree or something like that, a behavioural science degree online, which means you don't have to go anywhere, yeah, other than for the exam on the on the, the day. There's some very good behavioural science degrees. Um, Swinburne has a very good one, a very good one. Now, those behavioural science degrees are, um, give you a, a skill in, in terms of understanding people, why people behave a certain way. Um, and then also, and it's because it's statistically based, you know, like people who have accidents behave a certain way or people who have uh, trauma behave a certain way. And, you know, it's related, it's all about trauma and behavior and outcomes and remedies. Yeah. And sort of that's, sort of that's part of your, your story. Trauma, behavior, remedies. It's, it's funny because it's interesting, which it's kind of frustrating to myself because as much as I'm doing my talks now, it's I don't know whether that's what I want to be doing in ten years' time. You won't be doing ten years' time. Yeah. I can tell you now. If you're good at it, I can just yeah. see, boy. I mean, you won't be doing this ten years' time. Yeah. When I started off Wizard, I thought I tell you when I started Wizard off in uh, 1998, I thought to myself, you know what? It would be great if I could um, have a total over a five year period, a total number of clients that equal make. You know, I've lent five hundred million dollars over uh, in, in total in five years' time. Um, and that I thought that we're just going to be little offers up at Artarman doing it. I had no idea that I'd have franchisees all around the country and in New Zealand and I'd be doing one billion a month. Um, and my business totally changed. I had no idea I was going to be in partnership with Kerry Packer. Like, you know, I'd never met the guy. You know, yeah. I had, and, but, but I was driving it towards there all the time. Unbeknownst to myself, I was driving Unconsciously, towards Unconsciously, yeah. So you're, my feel, you're only young. I mean, like, you're incredibly young. You're just a... You know, I got my, all my sons are older than you. I got four sons. Everyone was older than you. I can't believe it. But your maturity is a massive asset. Yeah. You got a, and you probably would never, if you had a, kept playing footy and not had your accident, you probably wouldn't be anywhere near as mature. No, you're right. I've, it's definitely, um, you experienced a different, a lot of different things since. Patience? Yeah. I had no patience. None. Yeah. It's still something which I have to have now. I still push it down my throat that I need to have patience, but um, I had none. Like, it takes two hours for me to get ready every morning. That's what I'm saying. You, 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 I, I it's like meditation. <laughs> yeah, it is. I meditate every morning when, yeah. I, when, when I'm getting my care and doing everything. Um, and I just, no, I asked Tegan. I had no patience, none. Skill number one, I've learned patience. Yeah. That's a massive skill. I wish my boys would um, meditate, and I keep talking about meditation. By the way, I didn't start doing it until I was like 50. So like, you know, and I, and patience is a massive skill. I had, I was forced to. I had to. But you now know how to do it, don't you? Yeah, 100%. You fast-tracked it. Yeah. You said, shit, I've got to do this quickly. How I've got am no I going to deal with this morning care every morning? Well, all right, meditate. Make the most of it. You've got two hours. So you might as well do it. Frustration? How about getting around frustration? I just take it for what it is. I look at the situation and then I just break it down. I, um, I'm pretty honest with how different things are. If I can't do things, and I just can't do it. Okay, I'm so to go, just I'm going to stop you now, Alex. Two things. 
two things as part of your story, two things as part of your delivery, two things that you have skills on right now, and you do need to upskill, but two things you have skills on right now. The first one is the ability to, to have patience, yep. to actually see something that's going to frustrate, that's just going to um, make you angry or want you to be in, intolerant. You have the ability to be patient towards it. In other words, as it comes towards you, you just accept it for what it is. The second one is frustration. The way you've been dealing with frustration, I say to my sons all the time, is if something isn't working out the way you want to work it out, deconstruct it and then rebuild it. Hmm. So what you do is you break it down. Yeah, definitely. Now, they're, things, they're things that people can do as a takeaway. Yeah. There's two things. I'm very, uh, one, so, of the, one of the biggest things, Mark, is I'm conscious through most decisions that I make. Every, I'm, I'm never reactive. I'm no, very, it's called I'm, mindfulness. Yeah, I'm very, con- very conscious with um, whether a conversation has things where I'm like, well, what's, happen- what's, what's going on? I'm just, um, whether it's a decision that I make, whether it's something I say to Tegan, whether it's something that I'm faced with, I'm conscious through every single thing that I'm, I go through. And I, I, I know where I'm taking the thing, where I'm taking the, uh, well, the decision that I make, I know why I'm making it. I know the why behind it. Um, I'm not very reactive with that. But yeah, that's one thing I don't think people do very well is be conscious in the decisions. When they're actually making things, know what you're making it for and know why you're doing it. Um, that's a very good point, and I often when I have I do talks, and sometimes I, I talk about that that whole concept of um, when you're confronted with how am I going to do this. Not always will you have the answer. Sometimes the answer will come a day later, a week later, hours later. Sometimes it just can be weeks and weeks and weeks later. But the way when we don't know how, we get frustrated, we get upset, we get worried, we get nervous, we get anxious, blah blah, and. One of the skills that I've took me a long time to learn, but one of the skills that I've learned is actually to remember why I'm doing something yeah. in the first place. And it helps me deal with that time that it takes to determine how to do it. So why, and if, and if the reason you do something, why I do something, that's my purpose. Or your, the person you're talking to is their purpose. If it's a right reason, a good reason, then it's okay. It's to wait to work out how to, how to do something. Yeah. So there's a third thing you can talk about. I mean, you need to expand this and give examples of when this happens to you. But people will be sitting down because people get confronted with this sort of stuff all the time, every day. Yeah. In their personal lives, in their business life. Like, how am I going to solve this problem? How am I going to solve this business problem? You know, business people get it all the time. If you say, if, you know, if one of the things that you you would be saying to them is, look, when you get, I get confronted, I got confronted by this. One of the things that get people get confronted all the time with is how to do something because, you know, business is a, just a series of putting out bushfires. You know, you're always trying to fix a bloody problem. And if you can remember the reason why I'm doing this business in the first place, and if it's for a right reason, uh, then it gives you time. It builds patience, builds tolerance, builds everything. So you said to me earlier, the reason I want to improve myself, do better, is for, for myself, for Tegan, and for my family. Hmm. That's what you call a right reason. The reason I'm in the home loan business, because I want people actually, I'm not doing it to make money out of them. I, I want to make money in the transaction, yes, but I'm doing it because I actually think, believe, truly believe that all Australians deserve a roof over their head. Yeah. Uh, and not because and if you're 70 years of age and you need to borrow money, you still deserve a roof over your head. And if I could, if, if the government would allow me, I would lend him money or her, her money. And, and so if it's a, and then I get frustrated with my own business all the time, every day. And I don't know how to solve a problem. Every day. It keeps me awake at two o'clock in the morning. Wakes me up. Freaks me out. 
but I remember why I'm doing it mm. and helps me get through it. Now, I use that in my speeches. You've just explained to me why you want to do something. You don't quite know how to do it. Mm. That journey is a really good part of your story. We're hitting on things that are part of your story here. And I, and I, and I want you to remember these things and I want you to come back to me and, and start to build out your story because what I want to do is actually build out your speech with you. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm not a speechwriter, but how you deliver is how you deliver it, but the the content I'm talking about. Yeah. I think one of the things that you just spoke about then, um, I, I kind of linked to, to my journey with my recovery. Um, obviously being, first of all, told that my injury was, looked good. Um, the scans looked good. Um, it wasn't as bad as it could be. Um, the transition then to um, to improve and that I had no control over that. Um, to get to a point where I've now adapted the rehab into my life as I would as a normal person that does uh, goes to the gym um, and it does improve my to just improve my normal health but I'm still focused on the goal that I do want to walk again and I do want to stand again and whether it's the fact that uh, naturally that just happens or whether it's the fact that I keep myself in good nick and, I'm, and I continue to do my rehab um, with the fact that something goes jumps in from behind it and someone helps me out whether it's a medical advance or something like that but um, my my rehab is something which definitely fucks in my head all the time. Um, and it's, is it daily? Yeah, daily. Yeah. I do it two hours a day, um, and and it's mundane. Um, yeah, it's not like you're in there punching out a hundred kilo no. bench press and sort of you know look at pitching up in the mirror like. And, know, the, and, and but in the mind battle between Alex before you used to bench one thirty and you used to squat one thirty and you used to do chin ups with fifty kilos on you, and now you're doing theraband and. Trying to st- trying to stand up and um, doing um, pulls with two kilo weight. Um, it's a it's always a continuum mind. But the reason, like you said before, the the why. Mm. Um, I've built the why behind it. I've, um, I I want to walk again. I want to I want to solely improve my health. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to 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 focus on the future and achieve good things and do good things. I think that's one thing when people go through. Um, a shit time or adversity, they don't see the future. They only see now and they don't focus on the future. And what it can be. And what it can be and what you can make it. Um, for me, that was something initially which I didn't see. I didn't know whether I was going to be happy again. I didn't know whether I wanted to do anything in this world because I didn't know what I could do. But when I made that decision that in the future I want to do this, I want to be successful and I'm just on the journey now to try and find it, um, at, at that point where I went, fuck, well, all right, um, adapt your rehab into your life Um Put a smile on your face and get out there and just do it. And be excited. Yeah, and be happy. You sound excited. I, I sat at the back of a friend the other day at my house and it was a beautiful day and um, I said, I feel like an 80-year-old man. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm enjoying the sunlight. It's a beautiful day. Birds are chirping. And I never thought I'd ever say this. It's a, it's a weird thing to say because before I was always, fuck, I'm not playing first grade. I'm not starting. I'm not making line breaks. I'm not doing this. I want to play for New South Wales. Boyd Cordner's playing for New South Wales. Why aren't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're always so frustrated and I think now I can sit down in the present and just say, it is what it is. I'm behind me. I'm, I'm focused. I am moving forward, um, but I'm happy to sit here and enjoy the sunlight. Um, it sounds like a pretty simple thing, but I don't think I mean, a lot of people can do that. It is a simple thing and it's funny, you know, like one of the th- great things in my, for me, I mean, and I've been involved with all sorts of big businesses and the world's largest company, the world's richest, Australia's richest man, all of a but the, it's funny, it always comes, to me, always comes back to the simple things. I'm not 80, I'm 60, nearly there. 
Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think it, to me, the most important things are just the real simple things, you know, like just sitting in the backyard, talking to my parents in their backyard with the sunshine or a warm breeze or just, just listen to a bit of music I like. And I always bring it back to those super simple things. And one of the things that young people in your age, they don't have that maturity, nor do they have that sort of perspective. And what it looks like to me is that you're sort of lucky I, yeah, I, because you've got that perspective of a 50 or a 60-year-old, but in the brain of a 25-year-old. Yeah, I can't exhaust me energy with going for a surf or going to play a game of golf. So I've had to really appreciate the little things. Um, they don't cost much, sitting at the back or having a genuine conversation with somebody and, and learning from that. I think um, by doing my talks and meeting different people, I actually, I, like I said before, I don't want to leverage, but I genuinely want to know people's story. I, de- I genuinely want to know how you got to where you're doing or what you're doing now, what's your, what's your, what's your family look like or different things like that because I actually want to know. It's not the fact that I've, fuck, did Mark do this or what did he do that or um, Danny Badiris, does he do this when he goes home? Or I am inquisitive but I, I genuinely just want to take that experience for what it is and, and learn from it and, and see the actual type of people that people are because I'm a massive person, like a ma- massive people person. Do you, do you like to apply those things into yourself sort of say, okay, well, uh, Betsy does that maybe I could use that in my life, that one small definitely, thing. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I haven't gone into the conversation looking for that. I just want to get to know different people. I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the type of person that I am now, but I want to be better and I want to learn off different people and um, I don't want to just go and waste my time. And then, okay, so what? then once you learn these things, when you get to a point where you've, you know, you're, and you're obviously learning all the time, but at what point do you then wrap that all up and then, then that was my question. Share it. That's my question. That's your question. Yeah. hundred percent. If I'm able to be in front of different, different people like, um, Judith Nielsen or, um, from the art, from the white rabbit art galleries or the lovely lady that I've got to know and, or yourself, or I'm around, um, a lot of different people that I'm, I feel so lucky to be around. I really do. But at what point do I go? Okay, I'm gathering all these different things and traits and how do I go, all right, I can one, make money out of it, and two, help people. Um, and, and when do you take that step? Where are you holding all this information? I do write down, write a lot down. Um, I've, I've typed a lot of it out. But it's just, I suppose I've kind of adapted it to, to myself. But where, where, you're right, where are you articulating it? It's just at home on my laptop, really. Okay. Because, again, I, I take you back to the point that when I want you to come back here, I want you to have, I want you to articulate this yeah. in written form before you speak. Not Because at the moment you've gathered a whole lot of stuff in your brain. You might've put a few things in on a computer. That's, I yeah. get that. That's majority. But I want you to start to pick out of it, articulate those things that are important because my view is you're ready to talk now. You just need someone to t- train you to speak. Yeah. And to, to address an audience. And there's a bit of a game involved. It's a bit of theatre. But, mate, can I tell you something? You've got the best theatre in the world. Wheelchair. Yeah. Captivating an audience is about theatre. Content theatre. Now, the theatre is how you move. It's it's how you move around the stage. And you, you, people will be will not take their eyes off you. So you've got that. That's nailed. As long as you just practice a little bit. Move it a little bit. You're not like every other bus. There's just stands are reading off a thing, right? I'm doing three sixties <laughs> and all that. <laughs> but like, but but you can be you can be moving, yeah. And and you'll be you'll so then it comes down to content and actually the delivery, like how you articulate the content, and the content comes down to what is your story. We go back to that point, and what are the things that 
people see you as having some expertise in it. What have you learnt, and you know what what what's your um, credentials for learning this? Well, you've had a massive trauma. Hmm. Um, you've gone from pivoted from one career to something totally different. Um, you can talk about all the reasons. You can ex- you can talk about all the people you met. You can talk about you know when I met Mark Boris. Um, you hit me straight between the eyes, and I didn't know what to say. But that's what people want to say. Hundred percent. That's what they, they want to hear you say. People want to hear me say what I learned when I met first time I ever met Kerry Packer, and he did exactly the same thing. Hit me right on the chin. Yep. People go, oh shit! Well, what did Mark Boris say? And what can I learn from that? What did? Uh, it's funny you'd say that because obviously someone who I um, talk to all times, Wayne Bennett. And we've got a great relationship, but there's was a point where he hit me straight between the eyes. I remember sitting at home and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted to do. And I had a lot of people feeling sorry for me and just saying, just being the yes man pretty much. Glad Anya yeah, tapped me on the back. And I yeah, 100%. And Wayne just said, what are you doing? Like, what are you going to do? And I went, well, I don't know. He goes, well, mate, you need, you need to get out there. You need to do something. You need to get involved in your studies or do something like that. And I had a lot of people in my life that were just making sure is Alex all right? Is his well-being all right? How's his mental state? And that's okay. But man, I didn't need that. I needed someone to, to give it to me. And Wayne knew that he knows me as a person and he knew that I could handle it. And he just hit me straight. And he's always doing that to me. Um, so Wayne would be like your mentor in some respects. And yeah. I, and I often say this in the show. I mean, I, I talk about mentors, right? This show's called a mentor, but I'm not. But we all, everybody out there is always saying, "Oh, Mark, you know, what do I do? Like, I got this issue, like in you know, business, I'm talking about, and uh, you know, they're always as a mentor, they're always seeking me to give them the answers. But in actual fact, a mentor doesn't do that. A mentor asks you the question, hmm. and that's why I suppose the hard question. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I come here today to ask the question, and you've asked me the question. I ask you the very question you want to ask me. Yeah. And I'm not going to give you the fucking answer. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to determine. You're the only one who knows the answer, not me. I can dig around a little bit and try and draw it out of you. I mean, I I got ideas, but like you have to come up. It has to be your idea. You you can't take my idea. It has to be your idea. You have to own it. It has to be your idea. I can give you some tips because you're telling me stuff already about, you know, your right reason. You're telling me about, uh, you know, things like patience and how you do with frustration, you know, deconstructing things and reconstructing it. It comes down to the language you use. I can help you with the language around how you explain these things mm. and, and what, what's going to resonate with an audience. I'll help you with that sort of stuff. But the, the, the ideas yourself you have to come up with and your story you have to come up with. When is the right time you have to come up with. My gut feeling is you can do it now. I, I'm one of them guys like I, – I mean I always was like this. Um, if someone says you want to do something, I say, I'll do it. Okay. Like when I was asked to do the celebrity print, I'd never been on television before. I, I didn't know about television. I mean, I never even watched uh, Donald Trump on The Apprentice. They gave me, they gave me uh, a tape to look at in 2009, and they said, I didn't know who Donald Trump was. They said, do you want to watch this thing called The Apprentice? And I said, and they said, well, we want you to do a screen test, or whatever you call it for it, or a, a pilot or something. And I said, uh, oh, okay. And uh, I looked at it that night. And I did it the next day and they got some actors around. And I did it and I and I'd probably do a shit job, but I, I made some funny comment or something and they liked the funny comment. I said someone looked like a fucking Mexican. That's what I said. And Channel 7 <laughs> loved it. Channel 9 ended up doing it, but 7 loved it. So point being is there's never a right time. If you start thinking when's the right time, just do it. Yeah. 
And that, that's the, and I say to people who come in all the time, just do it. That's the whole Nike thing. Just do it. And the reason why Nike says that is victory, any victory, business or personal or family, is about just going and doing something and getting it done. When you're at war, you don't stand there thinking about now, should I charge now or should I wait for them to charge me or uh, no, you're you just go and right. fucking do it. And that's and the whole Nike brand, the Nike Nike is a Greek word for victory, is Nike, and Nike mean, means victory. So the goddess of victory in Greek mythology was spelled N-I-K-E, and that's where that brand comes from. It's about just doing it, just going out and have, go. You're going to get victory if you just just go and do it. That's the victory in itself. Timing is about just doing it, mate. Yep. Don't be confronted, and I don't think. Mate, the things you're being confronted with, I don't think anything can confront you. Yeah. Honestly, what's confronting? It's Nothing. funny, you're always looking for the right time and the answers, aren't you? But the there time, ain't no right the time. Day, you just the right time it. is the right time when you do it. <laughs> yeah. The question is, okay, I'm going to do it. You're here today. You could have said, oh, I feel, don't feel great this morning. Like, you know, where, where did you have to travel from today? No, we just stayed in Sydney, but. Yeah, you had to get to a, Sydney though. Yeah, I had yeah. to get to Sydney. Okay, but you've just done it. Like, you know what I mean? And, I've been to Sydney Six times in the last week and a half. I think, Have so. you? That's good though. But that's, yeah. But what, so the things that you need to think about after this are, when do I do it? What's my story? What are the three things that I've learned that I've got credentials about that I can actually share with other people? That actually will actually, that, that will become your speech. And I'm going to help you write the language in it. I'm going to help you build it out. Then there's the theatre of it. I mean, you'll nail the theatre, totally nail it. You just need a bit of practice. And and there's a, a few little tricks you've got to do with your audience. I'll sit down with you and I'll show you how that works, how I, at least how I do it. Yes, it's, it's just acting. You're just acting it up a bit, you know. You've got to play it. To some extent, you've got to be either not what they expect or what they expect, but multiply I think in most, in most presentations that I've already done before, I'm not very detailed. I'm a pretty raw, straight, this is how it was, this is what I did. But people want to know. They want to know, mm. um, and that's the one feedback that I've they don't want any been bullshit. given. No, they they want to know the detail. They want to know this is what happened. This is how'd you do this? What'd you do? Why'd you do this? And I think I'm pretty. I just I need to be a lot more detailed. I, I, I push over things, not thinking that they weren't really much, but they actually were because they're the things that the little things that they want to know. Um, Can I ask you a question? I know what I am, but I want to know what do you think I am. From today, I feel like you're a person that's has um, is pretty straight, good values. Um, could easily just be a farmer in the Hunter Valley. That's honestly the person I see. Um, but you obviously got a great, greater purpose, and and you've skilled yourself to do that and help other people. I'll that's, tell you, I assume I see myself as a teacher, but I'm in the home loan business. Yeah, I help people. That's what I see you as. Start off as a teacher. And then it'll end up going somewhere. I like to share stuff with people, right? You like to share stuff with people, and you've got a lot to share. Your, I think your idea of where you're going to go is right. Start off, and, and you'll never stop being one, but it'll come out in different forms. Be a teacher. Share with people what you're learning about yourself, what's been set on you, which you didn't even have a choice about. One of the things I do want to ask is, Obviously, with playing football and, and being so goal-driven and, and that, I can clearly see when I've had an success. I clearly see that I've made 
of Captain New South Wales under 18s, 20s, junior junior origin, stuff like that. You can see that. You can see when you've made 20 runs in a game and ran for 250 metres. or Measurement. You, can, you got that measurement. Um, for me, I feel like the reason why I would like to start off with the talking and go to business or finance or, and it's because if I went into a investing company or went into invested a bit of money, I could see that that had 20%. I made 250K for that and that's successful. And I could get that direct feedback. Well, it's like mowing the lawn and I can see I made the lawn and the lawn looks good. Those are the things that, um, that I needed that measurement. It's hard for me. Um, I suppose when I do get a good talk and people get that, I can tell that they've got it and they're, and they're learning it and they're using it in their life. I'm just, I just don't know where I'll get that measurement from. And that's probably the question that I want to ask you is, um, where will I get that measurement from? How will I see the measurement? Is it through teaching and letting them, giving them my experiences and my knowledge and then them imp- implementing it and seeing them do good in their life? Um, is that the measurement? Well, that's a good question. It's, it's, it's quite, quite a, um, cause I need it. I do. I, I need them. I, I need that. I need, and I'm very much about teams, but when I was playing footy, I needed to, you know, I, I, I'm at, I broke the line three times. I had me 20 carries. I contributed to this victory. Um, I was captain of the team. I, I did this. I needed that. I needed that. There was always someone that did the dishes and cooked up and cooked me meals and, and mowed the lawn and cleaned the house because I could, or wiped the bench because I could see that straight away, boom, clean bench. And that's yeah. just, hot, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but it's just what I was like. Yeah, that's, it's, um, it's very intuitive that you, um, I mean, it's amazing the sort of things you know about yourself. Um, I used to be that way. Uh, I needed measurement. Um, yep. And in a quantitative sense, but there's qualitative measurements to that to, as well. And I think they're, they're equally important. Um, I, but I, if that motivates you, um, then that's a good thing. But in terms of speaking to an audience, um, the biggest thrill I get is actually getting up on stage and talking to it, doing a talk. I don't do it for the money, but I like it because I actually love the theater of it. Yep. But the measurement I get out of it is look on everybody's faces and I know if I've got them or if I've lost them yep. and my game on the stage and I do it with television too, is I'm trying to, to capture everybody. Like I'm, I know if I got them, uh, I, there's not, you can hear a pin drop. And I speak over my time. I speak for an hour and a half. If I'm supposed to an hour, I keep going and I play with it. And that's sort of how I measure it. I sort of say, I've got them. I'm going to keep them here. I'm not going to let them off the hook here. I've got them in my hand. And I'm obviously telling them what they want to hear and in a way they want to hear it, the theatre of it. But um, that's how I like to measure. And that's my greatest thrill. I get the biggest high. I have to tell you, I get a low after it Mm. because the next day I feel flat because I'm not doing it. And that's what I was going to say. I get the exact same thing when I have done presentations. I feel like I'm, it's the only time I've ever felt like I was going to play footy again. That rush that I'm nervous and I'm shitting myself. That's great. And get up there and I go, that's, and that's, to be honest, it is, might be a bit selfish, but that's why I did it in this first time. I got up there and I went, shit, I actually feel like I'm going to play footy. I had to prepare. I had to be on my, on my game and I got there and I delivered. You should make sure you start your talks off with telling everybody that, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that, I think you would need to note that because, uh, because they're going to think, oh shit, he's excited. People don't want you to walk in and not excited. They, they, if they want you to be as excited, they'll get excited. Yeah. But I'm exactly the same. But the downside of it is you, you get a flip on it. So it's, it's sort of like taking drugs. You feel good when you're doing it. It's just probably the same effect. There's something in your brain sending something out to your system that your system loves. Like yeah. it could be adrenaline or whatever it is, and it gives you a bit of a high. Yeah. Um, 
but equally when it recedes, you get the flat bit. But mate, that goes with territory. Yeah. That's like you, you in the morning. You have to, if you want to get going, you're going to have to spend your two fucking hours getting ready. That's the deal. And that's the deal in, in speaking. You know, when you speak, and, and that's nothing wrong with sharing that sort of stuff, by the way. You know, that, that's important to share that. And it's interesting that you articulated like that because that's exactly what I get. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, with you, it drives me to do it again. And it drives me to sort of try a few other things. You know, it's probably like a drug addict too. You know, they're probably saying, well, what about if I bloody do this, that, and the other? You know, like a, it's the same sort of sense. It's a drug in your own body that you, you're producing. And you've got to work with that and play with it and then find your happy medium, what works best for you. Um, but that's that, that means you're sort of built for this. Because some people can't handle it. They fall apart when that nervousness, they can't deal with it. No, I definitely like it. Yeah, yeah. So do I love it. It's, it's a high for me. Teeing and shaking head, definitely no. not. I was <laughs> well, in the classroom of kids over adults. But, you know, that's, that's interesting, you know, because what this is telling me, Tegan, is that Alex has got his shit together. He knows what's right for him. He knows about himself. Definitely. Not many people 25 know about themselves, I'm telling you. Uh, very, 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 very few people I ever meet know about what about themselves. And not, by the way, not many can actually articulate and not many are honest about it the way you are. That's a huge advantage. It's like it's a massive advantage over everybody else. And adults don't know it. Like when I say adults, like, you know, 50-year-old people don't know it. Yeah. So that's a massive advantage. And so you've got a lot of stuff going for you now, mate. Thank you. You're going to smash it. it. And I want to I see whenever, month, six, whenever it suits you. Um, and I'm, I'm, mate, for that matter, I'm, I mean, if you want to do it on the show, I'm happy to do it on the show. I think we should do it on the show. You want to do it or do you want me, or I'm happy to come and see you up in Newcastle, I'll come up and see you, but I don't, whatever suits you best, but I'm really keen to see this articulation process of the things you've written down, the things you've stored in your head. I need you to start to put it into, you know, a, a, an hour speech, which is generally how people book you for 50 minutes. A 50 minute speech I usually break up into, you know, maybe uh, eight, seven minute periods and then I'll, I'll pick a beginning and end. So I've got six subjects I want to talk about. And you're looking at about, uh, in a written form, you're probably looking at about 2,000 words just as a sort of a, a guide. Yep. You need to learn it so you don't look at it. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you're writing it down, and but bear in mind, if you're writing a speech, it, you should never write a speech to be read. Um, you can write a speech for, yeah, for mate, notes. I've made, I've, I've made that mistake. Yeah, because when you're reading it, it sounds like you wrote it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're writing it as opposed mm. to and, – and one of the things, you know, just as a, a tip when you're making it, doing a talk to people, the for me, I find the best outcome, and I, I know a lot of people who do this, in particular actors do this as well, you're really having a conversation with yourself. Um, when you're up on the stage, you're having a conversation with yourself. Don't think you're talking to them, the people watching you. You're having a conversation with yourself. They think you're talking to them, mm. but this is a conversation with yourself. It's about the things you know. You're in your head. And you don't, you don't then focus on them. You're focusing on yourself, what you're talking about. So when you're putting this together, it's about that. you having a conversation with you. It's the sort of stuff when you're laying in bed at night or in the morning when you mm. wake up or you know, when you can't sleep or whatever. You're thinking about things. They're conversations with yourself. They're the most they're, – they're the gems. I have them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like so being I. by myself. I, I love being around people and that, but I do genuinely – I can sit at home by myself. Well – that's another big advantage yeah. in, in terms of the skills that you need to be able to be good at going out and um, performing. Now, the performance 
is not a performance just for itself. The performance is so that you can actually get your message across. And people can say, say you know, that, that kid, Alex McKinney, has got something interesting to say. I might talk to him about blah. That's where you're, where you're trying to get to. But again, be patient. Hmm. Employ the thing you've had to do. Just keep doing it until something comes your way. And then you need to see the opportunities and leverage off them. So, yep. oh, there's an, you've got to grab it straight away. Just say to that person, look, you, you want to talk about it? You follow them up. Don't wait for them to talk to you. You follow it up. And I'm going to see you four weeks, five weeks, whatever. Cool? So, sounds good. Okay. Looking forward to it. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs>